0: It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for his return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. When you look at the world today, it's hard not to believe that Jesus will be coming back soon. This should give you hope as well as a sense of urgency. In today's Prophecy Update, Pastor J.D. explains that Jesus' imminent return compels him to preach the gospel as if it might be his last time. How are you living in the last days? Now don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 22nd. 2023
1: the ninevites in that day and for those of you that were with us during our study through the old testament it was so graphic what they would do to the israelites was so horrific and unthinkable it would rival and in fact i think was even more evil than what hamas does to israel today and god saved them no wonder jonah was so mad you know, when he lands on the shore, he doesn't even present any hope. There's no good news. It's just God is going to torture you guys. I can't wait in 40 days. I'm going to go over here because I want a, I want a front row seat when he does. Bye. And then they, they repent. And then Jonah's like, God, you're going, to, you're, going to, you're going to save him? Yes, that's why I sent you there. That's why he tried to run from God, by the way. He didn't want to. Who wants to go to the Gaza Strip today with the gospel for Hamas? You want to sign up for that mission trip? That's what I thought. (laughs) All right, then. At least you're being honest. Uh, Dee is one of our amazing transcribers on our amazing team of transcribers. Uh, she had emailed me about what she called a quick, cool, Holy Spirit thing in regards to the update last Sunday when I shared about Jeffrey Dahmer. It wasn't the update, it was the teaching I shared about Jeffrey Dahmer. That jammed some gears. I'm sorry, crashed some hard drives. He got saved, by the way. No, God saved Jeffrey Dahmer after the evil things, the unspeakable evil that he committed. Do you know what he did? Yeah. But he got saved in prison, then started sharing the gospel with inmates, and then he was murdered. And now he's in the presence of the Lord. Are you going to be okay with that? Well, here's what she emailed me. I almost fell out of my chair because earlier in the morning I had tuned in to Sugar Land Bible Church's Sunday sermon. The youth pastor was filling in for Pastor Andy Woods, and he was preaching on the book of Jonah, explaining how wicked the Ninevites were, but God saved them. Then he brought it closer to our day with the example of Jeffrey Dahmer and how God saved him. Then he brought it even closer and talked about Hamas. Did you guys trade notes? (laughs) So cool to hear the heart of God through you two men. Thank you so much for not holding back. Praise the Lord and Maranatha. So I replied to Dee with the following email. You know, me being the man of few words that I am. I'll give you the edited version, O.D. If Gabriel filled in for Andy, I can totally see this and, like you, absolutely love it when God does this. What's even more interesting is that I was about to connect the Jonah dots, but since that the Holy Spirit would not have me to do so. But Jonah's angry action to God, saving the Ninevites slash Hamas slash Dahmers et al., sadly bears an eerily similar resemblance to the reaction of Christendom today. Also, I wanted to connect another dot to a guy by the name of Mossab Hassan Yusuf. I've actually spoken with this brother, not only as an Arab brother, but as a Christian brother, as he came to a radical and powerful saving knowledge of Jesus Christ over 15 years ago. Masab was the son of Sheikh Hassan Yusuf, one of the founding members and the most prolific leaders of Hamas. And subsequently he wrote a book bearing that title, Son of Hamas. While I eventually lost contact with him for security reasons, as he's had to stay under the radar, as you might imagine, I do know that he is still on fire for the Lord, in his service to the Lord, which has to remain under the cover of obscurity. But God is using this brother to reach so many of his Arab brothers in Hamas, who are coming to Christ by the multitudes. We'll have to wait until the trumpet sound at the rapture to meet them, but. We're all in for a pleasant surprise when we do. One more thing about Brother Mossab, who is very pro-Israel, by the way. He puts me to shame in how pro-Israel he is. I mean, I'm pro-Israel, but Mossab is pro-Israel. Here's a screenshot from the UN Watch website on September 25th, 2017, titled, UN Clash. <laughs> Son of Hamas chief calls PA enemy of the Palestinian people. Listen to what Mossab said, quote, My name is Mossab Hassan Yusuf. I grew up in Ramallah as a member of Hamas. I address my words to the Palestinian Authority, which claims to be the sole legitimate representative of the Palestinian people. I ask, where does your legitimacy come from? The Palestinian people did not elect you, and they did not appoint you to represent them. You are self-appointed. Your accountability is not to your own people. This is evidenced by your total violation of their human rights. The people. In fact, the Palestinian individual and their human development is the least of your concerns. You kidnap Palestinian students from campus and torture them in your jails. You torture your political rivals. The suffering of the Palestinian people is the outcome of your selfish political interests. You are the greatest enemy of the Palestinian people. If Israel did not exist, you would have no one to blame. That's about the time when the guy's turn around just going, "Is anyone, are you guys hearing this? And then, it, uh, anyway, there's a uh, camera shot of, uh, it's so good. You fan the flames of conflict to maintain your abusive power. Finally, you use this platform to mislead the international community and to mislead Palestinian society. Thank you. Bye. He didn't say bye, but I mean, let's call it a truth bomb that's the truth. I have to make another distinction and delineation. I think it's incumbent upon me to, and actually it might tie in with, as I'll mention in a moment, a subsequent update. But we have to not only make this distinction between the land and the people, but we've also got to make the distinction between the government entities and the people. Why? Because they rule over the land and the people. I need to preface this with a brother's website that I quoted from last week because it's going to be germane to our understanding of what follows. And I do this for two reasons. The first of which is that we've had requests for the link to his website, which we provided that, uh, it's again in the PDF file on the uh, video. Also, for those asking about the reason that I don't use his name, it's because in his words, his words, I just want my well done to be from Jesus and no one else. I like that, and I love him for that. Now, to the question of why this is germane to our understanding, let me simply and quickly say, he is one of the few that actually gets it. What do you mean? He has God-given discernment concerning the great reset of the entire world, governmentally, chiefly, Militarily, geopolitically, economically, and monetarily. What if I told you that the common denominator with all of the above in this reset was and is, in a word, COVID and the ensuing so called vaccine? I'm even having a hard time calling it a so called vaccine. It's not a vaccine, not even close. The, the best I, I, word I can use, and that's even, for lack of a better one, is injection. I don't even like to call it a jab, because, oh, he jabbed me. No. This is an injection of a poison that damages your DNA. It doesn't alter it yet. We've talked about that. That comes later in the tribulation. But it damages your DNA. That's why people are dying suddenly. Because their DNA has been so damaged that It's fatal. Our daughter, Noelle, died because of her DNA anomaly. It was not intact. It had been so damaged, the medical community referred to her as incompatible with life because she had a third copy of the number 18 chromosome. Her DNA was damaged, not altered, damaged. And that's why she died, because of her DNA being damaged. That's what's happening. That's why calling it a so-called vaccine, I think that takes the onus off of what this thing really is. This is a death shot. That's what this is. And this will be the very thing that ultimately connects the entire world so as to reset the entire world. And this reset world is the same exact world that is described for us in the pages of Bible prophecy when it's fulfilled in the seven-year tribulation. And nobody's talking about it! What if I also told you that all of the governments, all of the nations, on earth, have themselves been deceived by this, and in turn have deceived because of this. Because after all, those deceived deceive. The deceived deceive. That's not a play on words. Revelation 18.23 a prophecy about the fall of Babylon, the light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore. The voice of the bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of the earth. For by your pharmakia, sorcery, pharmaceutical, all the the nations were deceived. This is what brings it all together in the end. And speaking of end, I'm going to bring it to an end. I'm going to do it in a twofold way. First, I'm going to once again ask you to pray concerning yet another update like I did last week. This one that I've been working on praying about is actually a compilation of all my documentation proving beyond any doubt, any doubt, not a reasonable doubt, any doubt, the evil of these entities. And please know that these entities are not human flesh and blood. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against these entities with different rankings in the spiritual realm that are deceiving man. So would you please pray for me? I'm working on it. I'm praying about it. Secondly, I need to also ask that you not only pray for me, but now please hear me out. We're almost done. I need to just humbly ask you, to search the Scriptures for yourself and do your own research yourself. Can I just humbly ask you to do that? Here's why I ask, because the prevalence and pronounced cognitive dissonance on the part of many Christians in this, the last hour, is the likes of which we've never seen before and we'll never see again. Even when presented with the truth, the evidence, the documentation, the facts, proving not beyond a reasonable doubt, but beyond any doubt, it's met with cognitive dissonance. You You can teach sound doctrine, and it will be rejected, which is also a sign of the last days. Well, one last thing. I don't mean to be mean when I say this, but I'm I'm asking this with the presupposition that people will actually search the Scriptures and do the research to begin with. Because sadly, most do not. And the few who do, that have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, here's what you'll hear the Spirit saying to the church. We are so close to the pre-tribulation rapture of the church. That's what the Spirit is saying to the church. For those who have ears to hear, let him who has ears to hear, hear, hear. Hear, O Israel, hear, O church, what the Spirit is saying to the church. I hope you know, and I I appreciate your grace to me, But I have never been as, what's the word? I have never had, better said, the urgency that I have burning in me today in my life. And I've been doing this for a lot of years. I have never had the urgency that I have today. As God is my witness and God knows my heart, every prophecy update I preach my heart out because it might be the last prophecy update before the trumpet sounds. And I got one more chance. So I'm not going to hold back. And Jeremiah tries to quit. Problem is slaves can't quit. He says, I couldn't because it just burned the word. Just burned within me. I think about the Apostle Paul, the love of Christ constrains me, propels me. I, I can't not. I have to. And we, not just me, we have to get people to Jesus and Jesus to people now. Now. The harvest is ripe. Right. The harvest is Ready. We just need labors. Pray to the Lord of the harvest for labors that will bring in the crops because there's only a window of time growing up in a small farm town with the wheat crops. Man, they would delay school just to get the harvest in, weather permitting, because if you didn't get the harvest in, you lose them. You lose the crops. And that's what the harvest is. It's so time-driven. We got to do it now while the window is still open, barely. We gotta harvest. We gotta bring, bring in the harvest. We gotta drive those combines and those trucks and get to people and bring in the harvest before it's too late. This is why we end with the gospel, the ABCs of salvation, just real quick. The A is for admit, acknowledge. You, you guys should know this by now in ten different languages, backwards and forwards. Acknowledge that you're a sinner. Admit you're a sinner. Otherwise, why would you be interested in the Savior? Romans 3.10 says there is no unrighteous, not even one. And Romans 6.23 or 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, now you kind of enter the sentencing phase because there's a penalty And the penalty is death. It's the death penalty. For the wages of sin is death. And that's the bad news first. What's the good news? The good news is the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the good news, the gospel. It means good news. Your death sentence has been carried out by another. Your debt has been paid. You're free to go. Good news. That's the word gospel. The B, very central, is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Why is this so central? Because it's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. So what's in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. Well, what is in your heart, Jesus? Believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, and then that will come out of your mouth when you confess Jesus is Lord and call upon the name of the Lord. That's Romans ten nine as well. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. See, every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess, but when that time comes, it's not for salvation, it's for damnation. When you confess with your mouth out of the abundance of your heart, believing in your heart, it's for salvation. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Thank you for your patience. Today's But God testimony. Once again, it comes from Ronit. Here's what this precious sister in Christ emailed me in response. Dear Pastor J.D., I am very stunned to hear you read my email Sunday morning, 1015. I emailed you quite a few times in the last four years, but really thought maybe you never saw one from me, but boy, was I wrong. I lived in Israel a short time, and I want to share with you an email that I received, because in the midst of the terror and uncertainty, they prayed for the people of and in Hamas, these are Jews, to be saved. I hope this is a blessing to you. I know many Arabs in Israel as well as Jews. Most were quite open, and I was able to share Yeshua and his love to them and for them. Love, Ronit. Here's that email. My dear brothers and sisters in Yeshua, I am sure you have been hearing much of the devastation and turmoil in Israel. As of today, over 1,300 of my countrymen have been killed and over 3,300 more wounded by the terror attacks. I want you to know that God has protected and spared all of us at this ministry here in Tel Aviv. I am so thankful. But it has not been easy. We have been living off and on in bomb shelters for days with rocket sirens during our sleep. Some of our family members have been called up out of the reserves to serve in the military. Everyone in Israel knows someone fighting on the front lines. We pray for them continually. Indeed, all of Israel needs our prayers now more than ever. In fact, we are pressing forward more than ever before. Right now, we are leading a gathering of local Israeli believers and believers from the nations in the midst of this war. We are praying, worshiping, and filling our hearts of the Word of God in Yeshua in amazing ways. Let me share one of the testimonies with you about one family that was with us and lives very near Gaza. Terrorists filled their town and were killing people mercilessly. They were trapped hiding inside their home for days, praying and trusting God. Finally, they escaped and made their way north. We all began to pray for the salvation of the terrorists. Despite all they had been through, they were asking for God's mercy on our enemies. You need to know that the Jew, the Arab, and the believers from all nations are standing together asking for mercy. This is the way of Yeshua, light from the darkest darkness, love that cannot be quenched. Right now, Israel needs the hope, light, and love of the good news more than ever before. And this is what we're doing here in Tel Aviv. We are not stopping, we are pushing forward toward the high calling that God has given us. We preach, we pray, we encourage, and we minister to the least of these. As difficult as things are today, the military has told us that the worst of practical needs are ahead of us. Our distribution center must have the resources to provide crucial food and aid at a scale we have never seen before. May I humbly ask you to pray for Israel. The needs are so great that every moment matters, and we must be prepared to respond. I thank you so much for your support and prayers. The Lord bless you in the name of Yeshua. As I mentioned at the beginning, I've been in contact with Ronit and am working with her on a way that we as a church, like with Maui, can support the people in Israel, both Jews and Arabs, during this time. And I hope that you will pray to that end as well. Okay. Father, thank you. Oh, thank you for the grace and the patience of your people, their long-suffering. And Lord, thank you that you save the Ninevites, you save the Arabs, you save the Jews, you save people that 's why you came, Lord. I pray that we would have your heart, and that we would reject the and and not succumb to the crushing pressure to pick a side we don 't want to be on any one particular side. We want to be on your side. We want to be in
0: your will, and we know that it is not your will that any should perish. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. How all the details will play out is still unknown, But God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor JD. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is J-D-F-A-R-A-G You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition, where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.